You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport. Hello and welcome to a podcast in Orange, which is our fifth. I mean, they're just flying now, Jay. Just non-stop. Non-stop. I mean, blinked and we've we've done five and we've done almost two and a half hours of content now for everybody to listen to, which you can. I'm going to back, by the way, I'm going to plug this early doors. If you've missed any of our previous podcasts, you can go on our Facebook page and you can scroll down which takes forever, or you can go to www.alifeinorange.com and then click on the, the little tab at the top that says Podcast in Orange. And you just listen to more while you're cooking, while you're driving. The F1's on this weekend, so if you're driving down to the F1 and you see this podcast, stick it on in the car. If you're half an hour away, if you're further than half an hour away, download them all. However, you download them and, and listen to them all. It'll, it'll fill up your gym. Just listen to them. Yes, just, just, that's it. Whilst you're studying, whilst you're cooking, mm. whilst you're walking, walk, walking is a good point. I was thinking of something else, but I, it's, <laughs> I was thinking driving again. But we'd already we'd already uh, covered that one, so I, I don't know what about. Mm. Um, my, my my head's in the right place. I'm going to start with something that was a few weeks ago, mm. which. You may have seen the podcast, uh, the podcast, the blog come out of, which is taking me a while to write. A sneaky pl- plug there, Le Mans, Le Magnifique. See what I did there because mm. it's in France. Anyway, so, um, segueing it. So yeah, you might have seen that I did a podcast. I've done it again. Blog on Le Mans. Mm. Now I'm going to talk about it because I think you're going to get a little bit more energy from me. <laughs> Speaking about it, and you've got a couple of questions to ask me about what somebody's got in. Yes. But I'm going to start with what it's like. And Andy Mel, little mention for him there, spoke about it last year and did a blog on it last year. And how he described it was his hair-raising experience that was... He used the term an onslaught of the senses, which is a great phrase. And he's 100% right. I mean... Only from the fact that I'm lacking a sense of smell was the only reason I didn't smell it. But if you stand with your mouth agape, which you're going to because it's amazing. Jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping, correct. You're going to taste it. So Mm. if you don't smell it, you're going to taste it. It It's deafening. It's a spectacle to watch. You know, it's hurry. You you, you do feel every gear shift, every brake, every overtake. You you feel it and, you know, and it's it's quite a loving event as well. So you, Mm. you arrive on, you know, from when testing starts to the Thursday, you know, the Thursday of the race or the Wednesday of the race, and you're like, you, you probably might not know anybody on post, especially if it's your first time, you won't know anybody on post. And what happens is then is by the 3 p.m. on Sunday when the racing finishes, you've just been turned into another family member, and it's a, a fantastic... I mean, I, I remember standing there on the track waving the, um, the, uh, the change of surface flag, as they come round on the parade at the end, and I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't crying, but I was just like, "This is, this because because you built up a week mm. of of travelling, of racing, of practice, of qualifying, and a week of that has built up to then suddenly not, not be there mm. for another year, and that's quite a, you know harrowing a, thought, really. It, it in is a, in it, a way, it is, yeah. And I think it's because of how good. Le Mans is and, and how it goes. So the experience is one that you feel, in every sense of the word. You feel it. Listen, you feel it in, you know, in your chest when the, when when the Chevys are going out of thundering through. 
you know, you, you feel it in your heart when, you know, you, you're one of your favourite cars tries to go for an overtake and then gets cleaned out or something like that. Yeah, you know, you, you you see this. You get fully invested in the experience. Oh, 100%. And you, you see this, this journey, really. You know, there's a reason why the support race is called the Road to Le Mans, and I can mm. completely understand that one. Because you get so invested in the journey and the, the end goal that you just forget everything that's around you. And, and for a week, I could have been anywhere. As long as it was called the Le Mans 24 hour, you could pick that track up and you could drop me anywhere. And I'd have not not noticed hmm. at, at all, and you just forget things that are around you. So I know people people have questions: how do you get there? How do you get there? How do you get yeah. there? And there's two ways of getting there. You can go to the ACL website, sign up, wait for the application to come out, fill out the application, pick a random post, or pick. You know, sometimes you can just enter your your applications with no post and hope that you get a good one or into a random post and pray basically or you you get talking to somebody who's been at at Le Mans and get them to recommend you to their post chief uh, or you know their sector chief or whatever to get you there and, and that's where I got lucky so I met somebody and this is all explained in the blog so I'm not going to go into too much here I met somebody at Autosport fast forward five months I'm at Le Mans so you know it's quite a, and then you, the literal way of getting there is as 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 nervy as you know the whole experience of whether you're in or not because you've got two weeks you get your ticket you get your, your letter of you coming to Le Mans you don't get tickets you don't get a pass you, you just get a, a letter congratulations you're coming to Le Mans and then you've got to book a ferry or a train you've got to get all your stuff together and you've got to get down there in two weeks because if you're not down there in two weeks the race is over <laughs> so you've got to shift mm. and quick so you normally get recommendation in in june but it, it, it is Mental. magnifique mm. apologies if my french <laughs> accent is too mm. english french and northern don't really mix well no. no so well i was wondering because like you said like the it's an onslaught on the senses so does it actually live up to the hype like that surrounds the whole like event? Does it live up to that hype when you're there? A hundred percent. Like you've got time to so on the Friday before the racing there's no track activity. Mm. So as marshals you're allowed to go to the paddock and experience it all. Mm. And you, you do get submerged in it. So yeah, it re living up to the hype a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you, you, you look at some of the videos, even look at the videos that I've got on, on the Facebook page, you you know, and that's just a, a, a most, and that's a little bit of, you know, if you go and watch that video, that's a snippet of something that you'll not see live. No. Unless you watch it on telly, if you go to the circuit, you'll not see that part of the track live. Because mm. you just, they just don't let spectators to the, to the most, on. it's too dangerous. Mm. I get that. But, where you can get to the complex so you've got pretty much everything from the Porsche curves and Arnage right round to the Ford Chicane up to the Dunlop Chicane, Dunlop Bridge, Tete Rouge and then you lose them as you come down the Mulsanne and then you can watch them a bit again at um, the bottom of Mulsanne at the corner where again a couple of a couple of friends were but I'm not so sure about the viewing up towards Indianapolis because I didn't manage to venture that far but oh it, it lives up to height and more 
I'm more, more so more. if you if if you ever go oh it's on my bucket list it's on my bucket list it's on, my bucket list. Yeah, well, it's on mine tick it get it on your bucket list and tick it off as quickly as you can mm. that should be get it straight to the top just yeah bypass everything then. F1s any other races just mm. straight to the top and I even said to somebody the other day they said is, is it really that good and I said you can forget any F1 race I'll be there for that instead mm. so another question is it worth because like you say you need to travel down there and you get a ferry or the train and you've got all your food your petrol and you go into a different country so you need all your passport sorted yeah. so is it the money that you invest in it do you get a worthwhile cost and I know we've kind of touched on it like it does live up to yeah. high no, and cost, I get what you're saying. It's like, do, is is it worth it? Is in like a, mm. a, a, an actual monetary sense because yeah. you've got to take time out of work from it. You, you've got to travel down. You, you know, there is an expense to it. And, yeah. and we, we are a hobby after all. Yeah. So we're not just gonna go. Oh, there's all your stuff for mm. free. But you've got to travel down there. But there are ways and means of doing things cheap. Yeah. So it's only for the fact that I had to travel with my dad, who doesn't do boats, mm. was the fact that I had to get the boat coming back. So that increased the cost a little bit. But when you're coming back, there's a point where you just want to get home. You're like, yeah, I've been travelling for so many hours now. I've been away for so long. I just want to get home. But 100% when you're down there, everybody just lives they, they, they lives for it. And that, that may be a, a, a saying, quite a northern saying, because I don't know if anybody else is it. It'll, you know, they live for it. Yeah. They're mad for it. And, you know, it's it's worth the, the 50 quid for the, the ferry across there. It's worth the you know the seventy pounds for the fuel there and back or whatever. It's worth the however many euros to you know to buy food. What you, when you go down, you're living in a moment. Yeah. And it's not like if you go watch the say you go watch the Austrian Grand Prix, and then you go watch the Mexican Grand Prix, then you go and watch the Japanese Grand Prix. Or whatever you're watching three races. Yeah, they're a mo- they're, they're a historical moment within yeah. the races. Then as in like. The British F1 in 2019, the British Grand Prix 2019, will never happen again because mm. there's only one 2019. But I think we were on the 87th. I'm trying to look desperately at other ones I've been to. I think we were up to the, eight, I want to say 87th edition of the Le Mans. Don't quote me. Do not quote me on that. Just but a lot of Le Mans. Th- there has been. Um, um, everything changes so much year on year. Mm. You really are. That is a time stamp in history. Yeah. It's like, you can go, oh, that race where, you know, Lopez was leading for, well, the number seven Toyota was leading for 23 hours and then had a sensory issue or a puncture and, and then the number eight, you know, led for an hour at the end. But, you know, there's one important time when you need to yeah. lead the race and that's at the checkered flag. Um, you know, you you really do. Mm. You, you, you're actually paying to go and watch a yeah. time stamp in history, mm. you know. There are probably races in Le Mans where people go, oh, you, you, you wanted to go and watch in that race. You wanted to go and watch in that race, yeah. and people may say in, in this year to come, oh, you know, remember, you, you know, this this year's may not have been the most exciting, but give it 30, 40 years, and people are talking about Yolanda, and you can go. I remember when I was there when LMPs did this, when GTs did this, when mm. this happened, this happened, this happened, and that's what you got. You're going for that that timestamp and that memory because quite a lot of things in F1 can pretty much happen anywhere. Mm. So, to finish off Le Mans, let's finish with some noise of Le Mans. What, what a great way. So, here is a bit of footage, and I'm going to tell you exactly where it is. It's uh, quite a lot of LMP2 cars 
coming out of Mulsanne with a little snippet of Porsche RSR. Just, just for those. Be careful if you have got this mm. turned up. The Head Porsche on. is is loud, so you have been warned, but we'll join you after. If you can still hear us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. We'll join you after this soundbite. Like in that last section, I really give F1 a slate. I'm not right, F, you know. We're not biased towards one race early, no, all but I am. Weck is brilliant, <laughs> but actually, you know, I'm gonna throw this in there now, and this is completely off topic. I was at Croft the other the last weekend, I know F1 to Croft, but bear with me, stick with me, stick with me. And they've got a race which is run by the DDMC, I want to say it's the Darlington and District Motor Club. Don't quote me, I'll probably be corrected, or Chief of Gorra. And it's the Northern Sports and Saloons Club. And if you're from the Northwest, you'll understand what I mean by it's like CNC Eds. If you're not from the Northwest, let me explain. You could have a Ford Fiesta, you could have a Caterham, you could have a Westfield, you could have a BMW touring car, you could have a Lotus Exige, mm. you could have a Fiat 19 from like 1980 mm. or something like that. You could have a, a a little Citroen Saxo, you, you know, there is no yeah. regulations. So basically, really. have you got four wheels and do they go forward? Yes, join in. So what you'll then be categorised on is how good your engine is, how much mm. money you spend yeah. on it, what, that kind of thing. You know, there, there probably is mm. a, a true set of regulations somewhere, which I'm going to dig out because I want, <laughs> I really desperately want to know what, uh, what there is. But there's like the Civics going up against Subaru Impressors. Mm. Oh, sorry, Mitsubishi Evo. It's like the battle for the lead. I, I, I want to say it was between a Lotus Exige and a former Swedish touring car. It's you know, those two things are kind of... The end of the spectrum. You know, they don't, collided. But, but that, I mean, if you like flagging, oh, there's blue flags me up. <laughs> everywhere. But it was cracking rain. And we've come up with a great idea. Um, there was me, Tom Starker, Andy Mel. Uh, was Andy Mel kind of... I think, I want to say he was. But me and Tom Starker definitely said it. We want to combine this DDMC Northern Sports and CNCs together into one massive grid. And I'm talking like 60 plus cars. Yeah. If you need to split into two races, I'm fine with that. Mm. But you can categorise them off. And let them do a two hour race. I'd sit oh. and watch that all day. Say 24 hours. 20, I, 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 actually, no, the Sakers in the CNCs might Well, not no, because they're not in the CNC anymore. Oh. They're in, they're in the brick car. So they last mm. for the hour or two. Get them in then. Let's, so, let's go. Two hours race. Yeah, there we go. If anybody's listening, Rick Wood from CNC Heads, I'm going to tag you in out. this. Talk to the DDMC and the Northern Sports. We'll have three rounds of these two hour races one at Croft, one at Alton Park, one at Anglesey. Make it happen because hmm. I want to see it. And now to segue back to F1. Back clean, on topic now. <laughs> clean cut there. Um, F1. Hmm. This weekend. Or last weekend, if you were listening to the podcast after the F1. So, if you're listening before the F1, here are some good tips for you to, when you go to the F1. If you're listening after the F1, here's next what year. you could have done. Or next year. If, Keep them if, in your mind. Because it might not be there next year. They've not agreed a deal. We, we never said anything about where the F1 was. We just said an point. F1. A good point. So, 
most people who've been to the F1 that kind of know how to get to post. Mm. The situation with uh, buses, you know, campsite, signing on, stuff like that. And, and I'm not here to give you that general, general information. I'm really, really sorry. I'm not going to read through the letter that you've had about sign-ons at this mm. time in this location. You should have read through it yourself, really. It, it's not just that. It's, <laughs> we, we, we try and stick to half an hour for yeah. a podcast. And Could be here for days. Well, it's not just that. It'll be at least eight hours because I'll have fallen asleep during the reading. So, <laughs> and I'm not subject you to that. So, these are some handy tips that not many people... Well, some people do discuss, mm. but not many people make public if, if, mm. if that's it it's like you're not you you're not invented these ideas just be helpful to someone who's, who's who's never been to the f1 before and, and my first one and this is kind of a weird one is if you've been to the f1 before and somebody brand new is going to the f1 and you're not going to the f1 and they're clearly excited about going to the f1 don't post saying what post do you... Like, they say, oh, I'm on this yeah. post. I don't post on anything going, oh, I'm on the sofa, seat three. There's no need. No. You've Just been let them F1. enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Let them enjoy it. It's their don't... moment. Let them have it. Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, whatever campsite you're in, camping plot you're in, if you're in H2, don't comment underneath it saying, oh, I'm in WA3. I don't care. Just let them have the moment. Let them have the fun. Now that gripe's out of the way, quickly got them out of the way. Here is something. If you're brand new to the F1, here is something. My first one, a bike. A bog standard bicycle, a push iron, penny farthing, BMX, mountain bike, road bike, whatever you want. A bike. Because I don't go all the way to the F1 to get on a bus. I mean, it's, I'm very grateful that they put on a bus, but it's not it's not the f1 life is it mm. and you, you're not camped miles away from so so at, at belgium yeah buses are great i know because you're a couple of miles away from the circuit it brings you in takes you post perfect bye tom that's a good reference <laughs> if anybody gets that anybody's listening they'll get that reference mm. at the at the british f1 you, you're not i mean if you're down at stowe and club mm. all right okay Best but this is where the bike comes into play you can get to post and at the end of the day when you really want to take your boots off and you really want to take your overalls off and you want to relax you don't have to wait for a bus no you can pedal back you don't have to walk just gas it back you to the campsite sit, yeah you can gas it sit down and the campsite if, you, if you're at the bottom this is the best bit when you get onto the campsite it's all downhill just, to your plot just roll all down. down so you can roll when you're in the morning you're a bit tired walk your bike up to the top of the hill mm. cycle to post Lock it up so nobody nicks it. Which, no, I don't think anybody will because you stood just there. And then off you go at the end of the day. I, I think it's... I've seen people last year <laughs> on bikes and I'm like, next year. Just like, mind blowing. I'm bringing... I'm bringing uh, who thought such a low-tech solution to such a high-tech problem? It's not really a high-tech problem. I just like saying no. that. Um, there was something else I was going to say as well. Actually, I'm going to pass this over to you, Jay. Because you've not marshaled no. the F1... Yet. 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 But you've not marshaled the F1 in this country. No. However, which is important because quite a lot of people get a guest wristband and they bring a guest who may not be on post, but obviously it's going to be, it's going to be spectating. Now, here's a couple of tips that I'm going to pitch to you, Jay, of things that your guest mm. could be doing or should bring. Yeah. So... 
over to you. What can a guest do? <laughs> well, what can't a guest do, other than Marshall, of course? Well, as a professional spectator, which I clearly am. Y- you are. You mm-hmm. are. Um, the important thing, just treat it kind of like a marshalling day, so you make sure you have all your waters, your water, you prepare for all weathers, same old, you all know that nonsense and stuff. Yeah. But just... Another thing that normal people don't, well, not not people don't normally think about is no matter, say if it's like really sunny, think about how warm you're being, how you're struggling. Well, your friend who gave you the ticket to get down there is in fire retardant overalls, going to be suffering more. So try and always see if there is a way you can get to them and post just up to the fence close by so you can like get them food or drinks if they needed it. That's actually a really good point because we, do, as marshals, you do get those vouchers for mm. meal vouchers, and, and for one reason or another, it might be an incident. It might be yeah. something. Else. You, you might suddenly find that you've not got a break, and whilst the post chief and the I O and everybody else will try in the, the best interest mm. to get you a break, it just may not be possible. Mm. So I think it is. You, you made a good point there. I think it is handy that that you you, you do get. You know, your guest knows how to get to yeah. you. It's not even... You could be fine, you know, but you could be with somebody who's, who's struggling a bit and you're like, oh, can you just grab them a bottle of water or something cold? And a, and a cold bottle of water is absolutely fantastic because before you drink it, you can put it on your neck. That helps. Then you can drink it, which is even better. Then you've got a bottle of water, so you can just keep... Mm-hmm. An empty bottle, you can just keep refilling it. So you've got three uses there out of a single mm. bottle. Um, one thing I didn't mention, and this goes for both guests and marshals, take a camcher. Yes. Take a camcher. Definitely. Because after a while, you are going to be stood up, and then you really, really, when you do get down to it, you want to sit down. Mm. The last thing you want to do is sit down on the hard floor or the wet grass. See, that's the issue, because when I watched last year, we didn't take any camchers, because we went out on the Friday to just walk around like the paddock as much as you could get. I like the F1 fan zone that they have, which is really quite interesting. There's some good things there. Cheeky plug for the F1 there. Yeah. Payments in post, hopefully. <laughs> um, we didn't, but then we went out the Saturday to watch the qu- qualifying. Like, okay, we walked around to Cops, like the inside of Cops, and just said, like, oh, but where do we sit? We're sitting on the floor. And because it was roasting hot, the grass, like, it would, like, start to burn the back of your legs yeah. a little bit. So that, like, we took an umbrella, like, tried to hide from the shade. But, a camp chair is always going to be good. Uh, you know, and yeah, you may have to carry it to post, but... Mm. Or if you have a guest, because they don't have to get up in the morning, don't have to get up, get rushed, mm. bring it with them. Yeah, like, I, if, they, if they can bring it with them, that's that's a good point. And I, I did have a thought in my head. Oh, that was it. As a get, So the, the wristbands you got, and I, I've got I've got one here, so I, I apologise for the rustling. Oh, you've got one there, and I hand it, and, and it's quite... quite. A, and you notice they're both the same colour. So this year's is white. You know, it'd be, too, it'd, be, it'd be too soon for anybody to to make one of these. It's white with a bit of green on it. But I'm not going to tell you the design. So you know, you're thinking of making one. Tough fuck. So it's white with a bit of green. Now, what I would recommend would it sorry is as a guest have a wonder. Mm. So the first year that I went, I thought it was only certain bits. That I could get to, but then I started exploring. I went a bit up from Cops, and I found myself on the outside of the village complex and farm. And then I found myself next to Beckett's, and then I carried on walking around. And suddenly, I found myself watching the qualifying from 
an elevated position mm. overlooking the first corner of farm, mm. farm complex. And I could turn around and I could see him going on to, to Hangar Street. So you'll eventually get stopped roughly about where the paddock is, yeah. but have an explore. Have have an explore to just see go, what you can told, find. Get told to turn around. You turn around. Yeah. If you don't, go even better viewing point. You just go. Does this get me through here? And if you go, yeah. There you go. Bob's your uncle. That's good. Bob is your uncle. But the last thing I'm going to mention is campsite. Mm. Now this is a good idea. This, and quite a lot of people do it. But here is a good idea. If there's a good four, five, maybe six or seven of you mm. travelling down, and you roughly allocated the same area. So this year they're in rows, so H2, I2, H1, you know, Y3, X3, stuff like that. If you find that, so there's three of us have been allocated I2, and two of us have been allocated H2. We already know that one of those spots is just going to be for cars. Mm. Then we can create a more, you know, still stay yeah. within the confines of the pitch that we've been told. You can then create a more communal feel. Mm. And a nice little bit in the area where you mm. can socialise in the middle. Just help with that overall experience because you don't want to go down there, be like out in the corners, like yeah. no one to talk to. Yeah. But it is all about going down, having a good time, creating oh, a yeah. whole experience. It, you've got to, you, and it's the little things like you were saying, like the campsite, yeah. having a communal area, you've, which really make it. You've got to nail the social side as well as the racing side. Mm. So if you are going down to the F1 and you see somebody wandering around in probably in Alonso Hart, Probably Le Mans overalls on an orange and grey BMX, or you know, push him off. <laughs> generally, yeah, push him off. Generally, not on concrete though, please. Are <laughs> uh, generally just being loud. Say hi, and that'll be me. And so, yeah, mm. you, you you'll probably hear us at some point. So, well, I'm going to leave you with a bit more sound now, and it's not going to be F1. I'm really sorry. I've not recorded any F1 cars yet <laughs> not been there yet but we have been to, well you have been to Le Mans so do you know what let's put some more Le Mans sound in there and this time it's going to be the sound of the last coming into the last hour at the first chicane on the Mulsanne so yeah enjoy that There you go, there was a bit more Lumon sound for your ears. Hopefully your ears are still okay and you did actually uh, cover them up. Now this is going to be a, uh, this is going to be strange now because I'm going to have to do this in two parts. So, this is the first part. We have actually had somebody submit a story from america and i re i'm really really sorry because i'm gonna have to get my phone out at this point because i'm I've, i'm very sorry i've forgotten her name but she's taking the time and she's an absolute star she's colleen evans allen so thank you very much for submitting this thank you however if we've not got it through before the edit tomorrow uh you're gonna listen to us two again and colleen you'll be on the next podcast i can guarantee it so the second part is, and, I've, and I'm going to do a blog about it, and the blog's going to be called The Hush, Fall, Hush Falls Over the Crowd. But it's about the difference between mostly when there's a crowd and when there's, well, there's like mm. six people mm. watching you. You know, the, the person who's scrutinising you most is your post chief, your examining post chief, race control, or, you know, and they're not, they tend not to scrutinise you. Because 
what I find happens is when the world and its media turns up, everybody can tell you how to do your job better. Yeah. And um, it's hard to explain it, really. And I don't know if you've got any like way of explaining it, but I feel like because they've got a more 360-degree view, if that makes sense, of what's going on, mm. they can see things, which when you're there... Yeah. And I know you sometimes as a role you need to try and stand back and stuff like that. But it's only so far that you can stand back mm. as a role that you you you're gonna miss. So a classic example of this was British touring cars a couple of weeks back. I was on Dealey went, I wanna say it was Rob Smith. I'm terrible with names <laughs> at the minute. I wanna say it was Rob I'm even worse with British touring car drivers' names. I mean, long gone are the days of Matt Neal and Jason Plato. No, no, Jason Plato, they're still in. But Matt Neal's still Paul there. Paul O'Neill, well. Paul O'Neill, he was my guy. But, see? So no, most play. people, he's probably a commentator on ITV, but he was a racing guy. He won a race at Alton Park. You, th you can thank me, Paul. It's okay. I'll give you a little plug there. But, you know, the world and his media had turned up. Or the world and her media, however you want to view it. Their media. The, the, the world and the media, the media turned up, and suddenly you had thousands of eyes watching. And British mm. touring cars, it's uh, billed as Britain's premier motorsport event, which that's a debate for another day because it all depends on your opinions and your views of motorsport. There is not a right, there's not a wrong answer for me. The premier British event is the British GT, just because I prefer GT cars. Nothing against British touring cars. It all depends on what your taste is, what you like. It's exactly, you know, the the world, the British Premier event could be the Sax Max Championship for all I care. If the Sax Max, yeah, anything like that. Um, and we were we were quite lucky because the way that the incident panned out, there wasn't really much we could have done different. I mean, there were at one point there may, there may have been too many marshals there. But then that was quickly rectified and people went back to the And then there was the bodies that were needed there. And being incident officer on that post and already seeing that, because there was two of us, not two incident officers on that post, already seen that one had got there and they'd already submerged submerged themselves in the situation and they'd seen that the number of mouse were. I was then able to watch the, the cars. Mm. Coming, well, thankfully, there was only one car left uh, between the incident and the chequered flag. Mm. So I was able to watch out for that car, which then provided a little bit of safety. But there are times when you've got the world watching down on you. And I, I, don't, I, I don't tense up, but I just feel like I'm, I'm having to, to think, right, this step, then this step, then this step. It, just, it makes you second guess, like, am I doing, what am I doing? Is this helpful? Is this, going, is this yeah, the right yeah. thing to do? I mean, maybe not so much second guess, but like, what you say you'd put a flag out in second nature that flag goes out instead you're going this flag goes out you're thinking the process yeah. that you're doing and it just slows you down a little bit mm. and, and you do notice it i mean the f1's slightly different i know we've mentioned the f1 quite a bit but the f1 is slightly different because um uh, i forgot what i was gonna say no i've not no i've not because when you're an incident you're told when to go out. Yeah. There is nothing that can help that. No matter how much if you're sat at home, no matter how much you scream and shout on TV, you ain't gonna get the marshals out there quicker. No. I'm really, really sorry, and it's a, it might be against what we want to do, but mm. you ain't gonna get the marshals out quicker. No. That same, 
you're supporting the fact that you want marshals out there yeah you know kind of makes us a bit happy because we want to get out there as well mm. we want to help but with the f1 and with fia events you, you tend yeah. to be told to go out so we can kind of segue that yeah. out a bit but coming back to when the world is 